Well, hey there. It's been an eventful week, to say the least. In top news, when I was doing this interview, the notification came across the wire that DMX passed away. And I know that that might be a weird thing for me to announce, but it goes a lot deeper than that. It's not about rap music. It's about, for one, someone who struggled and lost their battle. And then another thing, it was an artist. A wildly creative, amazing artist. An icon, some would say. And... It's sad because he was only 50 years old. He was very young. Who knows what he would have contributed more in the future. So I just want to send my thoughts out and my condolences out to his family, his loved ones, his peers, and all who mourn him. Yeah, yeah, there's that. I had to, I had to say that. I had to get that said. In other news, I am also pleased to announce that uh, I just finished and got my second vaccination shot um, this week. So, um, yeah, so that happened. And I went a couple of days and recovered um yeah i still am not a hundred percent but i'm pretty good i'd say and i think it's important that we mention and i've had this conversation recently i think it's important that we mention with all the um scares about vaccines and all the different things that are going around where people are hearing about all these horrible things that are happening no one mentions that sometimes you just get a vaccine and sometimes you're just okay and let's point out also that people have been getting vaccines for a long time i know scads of musicians who have gotten vaccinated just to tour overseas it happens all the time People who travel to certain parts of the world are required to get vaccinated. It's a normal thing, believe it or not. So if you're on the fence and you're worried about it and you're stressed out because you feel like you're being pressured into getting it, remember that you don't have to, but it helps. You know, lots of things I don't have to do, but it would be pretty cool if I did them. You know what I mean? So just keep it in mind and uh, don't fall for the sensationalism. You know, we're trying to get to the next phase here. We're trying to move forward. We're trying to improve things. So just keep that in mind. Now, now that we're done with the brass tacks, I have a treat for you. I got a hold of a young lady who changed her life in more ways than one during this quarantine. You know, I will say 
before I go any further that no, you don't have to feel pushed to change the world while you were sitting there in quarantine. You know, everybody has been doing things differently and that's 100% okay. But this is just one story that I found incredibly fascinating. I'm talking to none other than Miss Nirvana Noir, a young lady who went from quarantine to burlesque queen. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this dazzling episode of Beauty Reform School. Oh, hi. You stumbled across Beauty Reform School, the podcast that explores beauty, style, reinvention, self-care, all from the perspective of the outside looking in. We pick apart the classics so we can confidently break the mold. And I'm your host, Bad Bad, the artist, the educator, the retail grunt, the problem child. The one who's done it the hard way for decades and now I'm passing the savings on to you. So bring me your tired, your confused, your weirdos, your others yearning to breathe free. If this sounds like you, grab your pen and grab your scratch pad and let's figure this crap out together. Right here at Beauty Reform School. Well, hello. Hello, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for, thank you so much for coming to Beauty Reform School. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. I caught as I was, as I was just rooting around through, uh, you know, social media, I found you and I was I was intrigued by you right away. And I was like, oh, you know, it's, I love to see it. I love to see brown women just being fabulous and living in themselves. And I just love that, you know. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I definitely love, love women of all colors. However, brown women, wow. Just wow. I love seeing just it. something about us. Just something it, about us. It just is. <laughs> I mean, it just, just, just is. I mean, and I, but most of all, for Beauty Reform School, one thing that we love to talk about is self-love, self-care, self-acceptance, just all of that, body positivity, wellness, all of that. So I definitely, you right. definitely fit the bill for sure. Yes. So well, uh, I'm glad I'm, to be here. Yeah. <laughs> How have you been doing during this pandemic? I it's the it's the one question I always ask and I can't wait till I can stop asking it. <laughs> huh. Actually the pandemic in the beginning I was a little worried. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Right, right, right. Um I by day I'm a nail tech. Okay. So um Ooh, I, I got knew, questions. I <laughs> knew that was going to be shut down. You know, right. we're, we're one-on-one. Um, but, you know, luckily I was able to get unemployment and all that. So that was cool. But um, it's, it's actually been coming off of what you were just saying about self-love. Like 
it actually turned into like a self-love journey. I just really took that time to love on myself and figure right. out I, I was newly single. I was like ready to like be in the streets, but then, you know, Rona just <laughs> crushed yeah, that dream. Shut it down. But also I, I'm thankful to Rona in, uh-huh. in the fact that I was able to, you know, get more in contact with myself and like right. I said, love on myself and see yeah. what I want out of life, out of relationships. And mm-hmm. um yeah. I yeah. I actually had a great time for the most part. Yeah. I mean I definitely, <laughs> it definitely had some uh unexpected treats and you know for for me for sure. Um one of the treats that you had though was you started burlesque. I sure did. Um, <laughs> I want to tell me everything. I want to hear it. Yeah. So my burlesque journey has been interesting. Um, I've wanted to do burlesque for years. Um, ever since I saw Josephine Baker as a little girl, I knew that I had to learn about or get a piece of. But I, I knew of her, but I didn't know about like any modern day yeah. uh, burlesque, really. Um, I came to Philly and I knew of the, um, Philadelphia Burlesque Academy and I knew they had this act development course. And I always said, if I ever moved to Philly, I was going to do that program. But again, with me being a nail tech and working, uh, later nights, I could never do it. Yeah. And, um, they decided to do it during the pandemic of a virtual one. So I was Mm -hmm. a part of the first, uh, virtual class of, uh, Philadelphia burlesque act development and it was an eight-week program and I used that time to build my first act and at first I wasn't sure what I was really going to do with it I thought oh maybe I'm just going to create this one act and just send it around to different places but I in just four or five months I have like five six acts and I've been in like eight shows it's it's weird I yeah it's really taking off uh, a little faster than I thought it would yeah that's great well Ginger Lee is a friend of the pod oh hey Ginger yes yes (laughs) me and Ginger Lee go way back we've known each other for a long time so that's just connectivity that I love I love it I thought it was just an awesome opportunity um because I I do have a dance background Um, So I I thought like doing burlesque, I don't think would would be hard for me, but I didn't know how to market myself and like, or put myself out there. I didn't really know anyone in the community. So this, this is such an awesome way. um, If you're Uh trying to get into it to, to um, meet people that are prominent in that, in the burlesque community in Philadelphia. Um, Yeah. Like the fact that I was able to automatically be in a show as soon as I, you know, created my first act was great. And technically, like, yeah. we kind of set our show, um, even though it was virtual, like, if we had done it in person, it would have been a sold-out show. So it was amazing to have that experience for my very first show. Right. Yeah. I mean, bur- just burlesque in general just really gets, helps you get to know yourself. Yes. And get to love on, loving on yourself. So, yeah. Yeah. Applause for that. Yeah, shout out to Ginger, Sophie, and Cherry Bomb. Yes. That, yes. you know, I that really helped catapult me. Like, I, I'm not sure if I would have 
um, taking the plunge to start if they didn't have that program. So yeah. shout out to yeah, them. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to them and the Philadelphia Burlesque Academy. Yes, and it, for those of you who follow p- the podcast on Instagram, you will see that I have posted the academy a few times. So in the sto- in my story, so I definitely love supporting because it's Philly, so I support that, and it's you know it's yes. creativity and artistry, so I support that. And it's they're beautiful women who are all about self love, so I support that. So yes, by one hundred percent, do that. It's good. It's and it's good motion too, because I'm not, I'm not a go to the gym kind of gal. So it's you know it is good to be to move your body and be you know create motion for your body and like right. all that stuff. So if you're not into going to the gym or running or whatever, even just taking a class just so you can move is a great idea. Even if you're not necessarily wanting to be a performer or anything, it's still a good thing to do. I think. Right. Right. Totally agree. I, I would say yeah. that something that helped me through the pandemic too. Like even before I started burlesque, I, I always like made little dance videos like on my Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And I just always was trying to keep myself moving. And this was really this is really helping me move because like you said, I don't like going to the gym. <laughs> that, that is not my Mm-mm. thing. I if it's a dance fitness thing, fine, but I'm not I'm not really into the gym. No, 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 no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so um, when the pandemic is over, what do you think? What are you thinking? You think you want to keep going or what do you think? You know, that has been heavily uh, weighing on my mind because I'm noticing that um, the venues are starting to open back up to performers and uh, live yeah. performances. And mm-hmm. um, even though I have acts under my belt I'm not I'm not sure if any of them translate for me um on stage so I'm trying to uh I'm currently trying to plan like what will my in-person act be should I be asked to perform on stage um but I want to do I want to do virtual regardless I I love virtual because it is accessible yeah, I don't necessarily think, I mean, I think that's definitely one of the things that will stay post-pandemic. I definitely think virtual, there'll be way more virtual performances. And I definitely think it's great because it definitely opens it, it opens things up for people who are not very social, like, right. for, like myself. Like, you know, I've seen a ton of shows in this pandemic, which I was like, this is fantastic. I don't have to leave the I house. Agree. I can just watch it. <laughs> It's great. I don't have to get a ride anywhere. I can just, exactly. You know, I was like, I love this. This is all. This is for me. So, like, hopefully, it'll just stay. You know, I I certainly hope so. I for I agree with every single reason you just listed. But like, for the most part, for me, it's the accessibility factor. Like, yeah, you know, differently abled folks that maybe can't even get into a venue you know, the, the venues aren't even accessible half the time. So like, if you are differently abled and you want to be a performer and and you can't even get into the venue, why do you even think that you have a place? You know, it's hard to, to know that you have a place in the community. Sometimes depending on where, you know, you live, there might be some venues that, you know, have the accessibility there, but that's something that's really important to me. Um, 
as as an able-bodied person like i i want to be careful about that and like um format are accessible in those ways um it's just something that i really like is near and dear to my heart um yeah well i i have uh mobility issues and i walk with a cane so believe me i can relate (laughs) i can relate to that i need i need i I need not a lot of stairs i need ramps yeah chairs i need all kinds of stuff when i go somewhere yeah I, i that's it's my aunt is quadriplegic so that's like where i kind of get that um mind frame from uh, i just watch you know right. so many times seeing her struggle to go into certain places and it just makes me think of that every time i enter a space yeah yeah um, yeah yeah so as far as the in person i'm not like rushing it um cuz i i still have some virtual projects that i'm working on but um I I definitely have an act in mind. Um, yeah, it's just a matter of getting the costume together. I think that's been the the biggest struggle. Yeah, um, with the pandemic is like having costumes that are I don't know glitzy enough. Like it's kind of hard when you can't uh, readily go to the store. It's not like you can go to Target and right, get rhinestones. Right. You have to plan a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh that's been a little bit of a struggle but I, I think I've been putting it together okay yeah I think you have too <laughs> and you definitely um uh, remind me again what the name of your Instagram is uh Nirvana Noir Nirvana dot Noir yeah, Nirvana, yep. Nirvana Noir I cannot say words today Nirvana <laughs> Noir it is a little that- bit of a tongue twister Nirvana Noir <laughs> you have to really move your jaw <laughs> But yes, you should definitely go check it out. I will definitely write it on the blog in the usual place at beautyreformschool.com. I want to take a pause for a moment because I just got a notification. Um, trigger warning. I don't know if I'll keep this in the podcast or not. And I'm just warning you. Okay. Um, I just got a notification that DMX died. Oh, man. I know. I know. 50 years old. DMX. RIP. RIP. Seriously. Seriously. I've been I've been thinking on him a lot lately and just got the notification that it's official. Uh, I know. <laughs> I don't want to uh, I, I don't want to cry, but I know, I know, I know. That's that's so man, damn. That's that's tough. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. Yeah, I just I just had to tell you that. Yeah, take a moment and say that we all kind of you know expected it, but it's still hard to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw it coming, but I, you know what's weird? I saw it coming, but then there was also this grain of hope. Right. I was like, oh, maybe he'll pull through. I don't yeah. know. Oh, I mean, man. Tracy Morgan had a like a terrible debilitating accident, and he pulled through. But this that's is not, true. But that's not that's not addiction and that's not uh you know that's not that right that's something else right wow yeah 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 so you know r.i.p dmx man sorry about that yeah. sorry r.i.p sorry to, sorry that that's the way your story ended i'm really sorry mm. oh oh my gosh i'm gonna have to probably listen to some DMX today. Right? Yeah. 
Uh, all right. Well, let's go on to the next thing. Actually, before we go on to the next thing, I, since you since you're a nail tech, I did want to um pick your brain a little about that, mm-hmm. if that's okay. Oh yeah, sure. So one thing that we haven't, I tried, 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 tried to get a, a nail tech or, you know, on here for the longest. So this is sort of kismet. But um, as far as like being in this, this pandemic, what are some of the best things? I'm looking at my cuticles right now while I'm talking to you. They're actually not too bad right now. Okay. <laughs> but what's some of the best things that you can do um, just to keep your nails healthy right now? Number one, cuticle oil. Mm-hmm. Whether you have your nails painted or not, cuticle oil. I don't care which one it is. Just I, I don't have necessarily a recommendation um, yeah. personally, but um, I've used actually C and D solar oil. That's mm-hmm. that's one that I I've used over the years. But I think a lot of them are good as long as you are putting something on those cuticles because that is what your cuticle area is what keeps your um nails healthy and strong right so if you keep that area moisturized your nails will in turn be healthy um yeah a lot of people have this notion of like your nails need to breathe and all this kind of stuff that's like a myth your nails don't breathe like the oxygen comes (laughs) from the blood um so your whatever polish you have and all that that doesn't i mean it matters but the, the cuticle health is really what um, promotes what the counts. health. Yeah. 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 See, that's the, I love it. Cause that's something I, I always wondered about. And I think I, I think I did have a notion that my nails needed to breathe. So I'm very glad that you, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad a pro is uh, clearing that up. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah. No problem. Yes. I've, I've wanted to know that for a while. Cause I know a lot of people, I feel for those women who like get their their gels and get their sculpture nails and all that stuff. I'm sure that they were going through it quite a bit this pandemic because it was probably p- pretty hard to get their nails. Oh, one hundred percent. I know. I haven't had nails like I haven't had you know pro nails or gel nails or anything like in a really long time because I just got sick. I got sick of it. So I got sick of it. Press press but, ons um, took off during the quarantine for sure. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I was I was thinking yeah, about jumping imagine. on that wave. I I kind of did, but I'm doing it more on a custom basis than just like shipping them out to people. It's a lot of work, right? Oh it's yeah, so tedious. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I was thinking like you know when I when I go and do a show, I I don't tend to have my nails painted anymore, and I kind of felt a little crappy about that when I was like looking at videos and stuff. I'm like, your nails are so not done. Like you're all dressed up, and your nails are just bland and naked but um maybe press-ons is the thing for me because i don't i just don't i'm just not well just not in i'm not in the mood for like just like wearing right all the time you know what i mean yeah and with you know with people having to part with their extensions over the quarantine that was really a great way for folks to still have long nails um i i mean i'm a nail art girl I like I am very much a nail tech and I know all of the you know professional stuff but really like my my heart is in the art and mm-hmm. yeah making press-ons is actually kind of cool and I actually um 
I don't know if you saw my Instagram page, but I actually have made like nail gloves for performers. That's something that I'm Ooh. trying to dabble in as well. So yeah. Oh, you and me might yeah. have to talk because that might be even better. Yeah, I I've made about two pairs now. Idea. I haven't made a pair for myself, which I really need to. But um, yeah, that's something I'm trying to get into. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of just being able to put a glove on and then take it off. Like, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And, like, you know, you can put the rhinestones on it. Every, it all just flows together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we can definitely talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that idea. That's even better. Like, <laughs> that's even better. Right. Then that. you don't have that's to wait, uh, you know, worry about press-ons maybe falling off in your performance or right right because that would be big, unfortunately <laughs> I, have a, I, have a I think i think the same would happen to me <laughs> yeah i got i got just a a small little feeling about that um i also wanted to ask you um because of the fact that you did uh that you started something brand new during this pandemic i wanted to talk about that process too because and you said you know you went through a breakup a while back and you know so you were going through a bunch of changes in general you know you were going through so many changes um you you can simplify it you don't have to get into too much detail but what did that process feel like as far as like walk walk me through like you sitting you you going you went through the breakup you're sitting there you're working you're doing everything and then all of a sudden the pandemic hits and your life changes <laughs> yet again what walk me through kind of that process when you were like you know what i'm going to do something else like i'm going to do something different like what walk me through that part of that process because i i think a lot of people um go through things and they're just kind of like well i can't you know and i've heard people say it to me like you know oh well you know what am I supposed to do like how am I supposed to do something else you know what I mean how am I supposed to just what I'm supposed to just change my life like I'm just yeah you are like yes you are supposed to change your life so walk me through that process when you of you deciding to do something new well fun fact about me I have kind of always been this type of person like I I've kind of changed careers a lot um yeah yeah like before I was a nail tech I was a preschool teacher like I I've done a lot um but when it comes to this uh pandemic situation I I would say in the beginning I was just flowing with it and just trying to like go with the flow as far as like with the reopening but I would say once the civil unrest happened that's when things really shifted for me personally when i when i think of um like just the decisions to do exactly what i want like really push it a little bit further not just like career wise like my personal endeavors um i i the place that i was working for at the time was not in alignment with my views during that situation Mm -hmm. so I had to separate myself from that and that was a little scary you know on top of like okay most of the year you just you didn't work now you're quitting this job what are you about to do but I looked at my finances and I was like everything's set I can live for the rest of the year and do what I want to do and I really just 
hyper-focused. I got like a manifestation journal and I started writing down like all of the things that I saw for myself. And burlesque was definitely one of them. Um, and then uh, one of my friends sent me the flyer for um, the act development. And it was just like, everything just started to align. It just started aligning and I just kept taking leaps of faith. And um, like I said before, I when I did my first act, I wasn't sure how far I was going to take it or not. But after thinking about it after a few weeks, I told myself, all right, I want to book at least one show a month. And I've done that so far. Like I've, I've had, a, I've had two shows a month, I think since I started and I've just been setting these goals and just really focusing, just hyper-focused on myself and what I want and like just truly manifesting. Yeah. I know it sounds cliche, but that, that really is, that really is what I, no. I, I started just really loving on myself. I was like buying myself flowers and, doing little photo shoots in my room, just doing any little thing to make myself like feel good. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it, it may sound cliche, but it works. That's, you know, it just works. That's why we've been doing it forever right. because it works. Yeah. No, that's a good one. And I, I think I love the idea of the manifestation journal, you know, because, you know, letting thoughts bounce around in your head is great. But putting them on paper makes them more. Real. I need that. I'm a Pisces. And I'm a Pisces. Yeah. I'm scatterbrained. <laughs> so I have to write everything down. Yeah, definitely write. It. Yeah, I got whiteboards. I got like three whiteboards and I'm thinking of getting more. Like I'm constantly writing down like, you know, I, I have one whiteboard for scrambled thoughts. <laughs> I have one whiteboard once I like start to, once those thoughts become a little more solid, then I move them over to the other board and start like listing I them in that. bullet form, you know, just like, and then as, as I do one, I, you know, erase it, erase that, get my, that off the list. And, you know, I love erasing a line off the list. It makes me feel That's great. awesome. But um, yeah. And then I have a small one that's for like my daily, you know, which is like stuff that I need to do that day. And so it's, it's, I'm, and I'm constantly, those, those boards are constantly rotating and constantly changing, but it's great to see, you know, see it take right. shape, you know? And like you said, things do align when you do that. When you put that, when your brain starts working on that wave, things do align. So that's really, I'm glad that, and I'm glad that it aligned this way Thank for you. you for Thank sure. you. I'm really grateful. Yeah. And that, that's another yeah. part of it too, is like, Things might not, I know it's hard. Like I, I feel very privileged to be in a position that I, I'm in. Like I, I did work for it, but I feel like mm -hmm. you have to, hello, hello. Oh, did we lose each other? I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah, we did just for a second. So wait, that's okay. You said <clears throat> the last thing you said was you have to um, practicing like gratefulness for what you do have is also like I think another kind of like mind trick, like just picking a few things that you're grateful for in that day that that happened. Like 
that's something that really helped shift my mindset through this pandemic too, even though like things weren't always great. Like it was a really unpredictable situation, but um, keeping that mm-hmm. mindset of like being grateful um, was really helpful too. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know what? It's, it's uh, I was talking to someone recently and they were saying about how like, you know, just things were bad, you know, and that was the, where they were, you know, mentally. Yeah. Things are bad, you know, and I get, I get that. Yeah. I totally get that. I can't, I can't live in that space. Mm -hmm. You know, I honor that space. I allow myself time um, to navigate through that space, but I don't dwell there. um, Yeah. Long. You know, mm-hmm. I don't dwell there long. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm fully aware of the, the ugliness and the horrors of things that go on, but I I do honor that space. I do think on that space and I think about what I want to do to be a part of uh, changing that and working on that. But then once I've made those plans, then right. I move to a better space. Because you can't, you can't, well, you can't live there. 100%. You just can't. And sometimes, sometimes it's easier said than done, but like, you, like, it's just something that you have to try to work on. And I I had to learn that because I I am definitely someone that used to just get down in the dumps about stuff and just let it truly bring me down. And I just can't live that way anymore. No, I mean, because it's, it's, Listen, Mm -hmm. it's always going to be something bad, right? (laughs) There's there's always going to be something. Like, you know, I was minding my business today and then I find out DMX passed away and that was terrible. You know, that was horrible and it was sad. And, you know, and I know for some people who are like, oh, he's a celebrity. You didn't know him. Like, it's not so much about that. It's about that he was a part of the culture and that to see him pass away at such a young age is sad. And also knowing that he passed away due to his addictions and the things he was battling his life, that is also sad. And I'm allowed to feel empathy and sympathy for that. And for his loved ones and the people who will mourn him. I feel empathy for them. So for those of you who are like, "Eh, I don't understand why people get upset when celebrities pass away. That is for you. Okay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I hear that all the time. You know, people do that all like, I don't know. Everybody's getting all bent out shape. Y'all didn't know him. Look. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, I'd feel the same way if a non celebrity. I totally agree. Right. There's still people. When There's Aaliyah passed, I was, out, I was out of commission. I was like, I can't for the rest of the day. Like, so oh, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, the, let's let's oh, not get no. into it. Nope, we're not going to. Nope. <laughs> nope. Let's not get into that. To... Let's not get into that. Probably one of his biggest mm-hmm. fans in the world. Nope. We can't. Oh, oh we're gonna have to talk about that Same-Z. at some point. But <laughs> mm-hmm. I went to me and my best friend went to a bar and we just and she just loaded up the jukebox and we just wept and sang and drank and yeah. It was, I it had was to go home from rough. work. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> my boss was like, that way. wow, you don't have any clients for the rest of the day. Go home. I know this is hard for you. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> Look, let me tell you, at my job at the time, one of my uh, one of my coworkers who was only like 20, by the way, at the time, one of my coworkers was like, I see everybody getting so upset, but and I listened to some oh, of this stuff, no. but I just don't get it. And I was I almost no. killed him in the break room, you know. That's profanity. I had to pull myself together. <laughs> I know. How dare you? How dare no. you? So <laughs> no. Nah. I've been listening Are to Princess all in the womb. There, I just yeah. I'm seriously, God, seriously. What are you talking about? So yeah, that was that was something. But uh, but yeah, no, it's right. just, They're they're humans. They're people. So. So, you know, regardless, like, you know, they've contributed things and what have you, but they're people and, uh, you know, it's, it's totally okay to mourn them. It's totally okay. Agree. You know, agree. Totally okay. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, you have to, you gotta, you know, you gotta, you just, I don't know. You gotta, you gotta feel right sometime, you know? gotta feel something sometime you gotta you gotta stay in tune with that you know or else you'll turn to stone emotions we can't so, run away from them it's i think it's right? a beautiful thing I when mean, you're able to uh express your emotions it's not my favorite right it's not my favorite yeah, yeah. but it's necessary and i understand that you know <laughs> i don't necessarily want to have feelings all the time mm-hmm. but they're necessary and they make you better a better artist and they make you a better person. That's true. So when you are in tune, when you are in tune with your feelings. And it's interesting because we just did a uh, an episode um we did an episode before your the episode before your episode was talking about Asian hate and mm. you know black lives and and uh the connections and the shared struggle um and that kind of came into it because we were talking about um we were talking about the only way to be able to appreciate each other's struggle is to have empathy and is to have feelings yeah so you know that's really what it and that that's i find that to be true of everybody like you know you just gotta the only way you're gonna get people or even have some some sympathy and some empathy is just to mm-hmm. be in touch with your feelings. Because if you if you can't realize how things must feel to you, then how can you f- understand how other people feel about things? Right. I can't argue with that. You know, if you're not in touch with your own feelings. How can you how can you even mm-hmm. understand or sympathize with that? And I think that's that's a problem that a lot of people are running into right now. You know, when I hear people argue about things, it's like, how would you feel if it was you? Communication, the emotional maturity, it's just not there. I feel like a lot for a lot of people. Yeah. We also haven't truly been taught. No, not really. Not really. Some of us had parents that were good to discuss that and work you through that, but not everybody. So. Uh, So... 
now we come to the time in the episode where I ask you about your favorite beauty routine. Okay. Anything like specific or just like whatever, like no, what do you love? Just like product I, I just wise. Like being nosy. I like digging around. It it could be product wise or it could just be a a beauty okay. ritual that you enjoy. Okay. Just Let's see. Whatever you so, like. I I try to use black owned brands for everything, but sometimes it just doesn't always pan out that way. But my favorite moisturizer is um base butter. Um, it's aloe, ba- aloe and uh-huh, uh, shea uh-huh. butter base, I believe. I feel like I'm getting that mixed up. Yes, but I love it. I love like the dewy um, finish it gives to my skin. I just, it's just beautiful. I yes. love it. I, I don't use it all year, but I'm trying. I'm actually currently looking for like a different moisturizer because I I've heard from estheticians that you should have like different products for different times of the year. I hadn't been doing that. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> no i i definitely agree with that because my my skin personally changes and now with the masks the year, it's so just i have to. it's a whole thing i don't know mm. yeah um yeah 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 mm-hmm. i'm in love with uh is it nyx or nyx i don't know the probe you know what i was i was told okay nyx is probably NYX. my favorite like lipstick like affordable type lipstick i'm not like a huge makeup person Mm -hmm. like now that i'm doing burlesque i'm starting to (laughs) try to get into makeup more um but prior to burlesque all i've had is like just a million sticks of nyx lipstick um i love nyx lipstick can i just tell you love the matte matte. i love their their lip butter I love the the butter one, the creamy one. I love I love both. Yep, and the glosses aren't bad. I they agree. wear out a little fast for me, but it's not bad for an everyday gloss. Like if it's just something in your purse that you just want to, you know, throw on I real agree. fast. Like I, I think you I know all the different the tones. Like their nudes are good. Like I love them. Like I love doing like ombre lips. Um, I think that's probably my favorite thing. Of course, that's the um, only way for me. <laughs> can't forget about just yeah. regular beauty supply lip gloss um that's just like a black girl staple (laughs) um for real gotta have shea butter i'm really simple Mm -hmm. where do you use it anymore early like i i am natural um early in my natural journey i used it on my hair i don't i never really use it on my skin like that but i did use it for, for my hair but then I was looking at all the YouTubers and I was hearing that it's, you know, too heavy of an oil to put on your hair. And I thought about it like, yeah, it is a solid technically. So it's, te- it's, yeah, I, but it just disintegrates though, doesn't it? it just melts I feel right like it just makes my hair shiny. Anyway. I don't feel like right it really hair. does anything else. Like I have used it for like a pre-poo okay. situation, like let it sit on my hair for maybe like 20 minutes. Like I've sure. done that in the past. Um, but I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. really um, use it anymore. Um, okay. I was just curious because, you know, I, I've been hearing, I've been asking people because I get both sides. So I, I'm always interested. To I've actually, it's about. funny that you say, because I was thinking about starting to use it again um, or just finding mm-hmm. some other, because I know there's like a million uses for it. So it's not like, it's not like I 
can't just have it in the oh, house. Yeah. Um, but I've been considering like trying it again. So maybe this is a yeah. sign. Yeah. Maybe. I use it for little things. I don't use it for like, you know, big things, but I definitely use it for like, you know, I do put it mm. on my cuticles. I do put it in my hair. I do use it to remove makeup. That's one of my favorite things to use it for, to be honest. Oh, well, I'll um, use it, it for that makeup for really sure. Beautifully, so I, I like that. Oh, yeah. If you put, you just, you just rub some coconut oil in your face when you have makeup and you just start to wipe it off okay. and then wash your face. It's great. Well, I will definitely do that. It's great. And you'll see the makeup just melts. Have right you ever? Off. It's great. Oh. Um, especially I was I was gonna ask you have you ever um done like a oil wash like like use like olive oil to wash your face I do not use olive oil to wash my face it's always uh and olive oil it is a little heavy a little bit heavy so I let that's why I like the coconut oil and I don't even use coconut oil to wash my face I just use it as a makeup remover and I then I wash my face with. My I found face this wash. girl. So I, I do that. I don't remember. Probably somewhere on YouTube that had a video about like washing your face with olive oil, and I was like, that just seems wrong. But I tried it, and I felt like my face was super clean. Like you could just see all the dirt like lift off of your face. Yeah, I don't want to. That's that's the thing about me, especially in the summer, I get a lot oilier and I definitely don't want to go anywhere near something that heavy for that. Um, in the wintertime, I get a little heavier because I get drier. But but I like I like the coconut oil because it's a nice balance. It's not too heavy. It's not too, you know, it's not too light. It's just kind of just right. So, you know, but again, for the listeners, remember right. that everyone's skin is different. Even though I like asking all my guests about their beauty routines, you can glean from it what you will, but do remember that you need to practice it on yourself to see if it works for you. If it doesn't, that's fine. That's why beauty is what it is. It's, there's so much to right, it. For you know? sure. Um, trying to think. Yeah. When it... Um. Did you have a question um, while we're here, too? Did you have a beauty question for me? I, or no? Well, as I said, I've, I'm kind of, like, getting into makeup. Um, like, do you have yeah. recommendations of, like, any, like, affordable, like, brands? Like, of I, I'm not really, like, too big on eyeshadow. Like, I don't really know how to do, like, the cool things with eyeshadow. But, like, I feel you like I need advice to. on that kind of stuff. <laughs> Well, I will say this. Um, I know that you see a lot of, especially on Instagram and stuff like that, you see a lot of elaborate eye looks and things like that, but you actually don't mm -hmm. need to worry about it too much. When it comes to you, especially as a performer, the one thing I like to recommend to people is bear mm. in mind the light. So realize when you're, you know, look back on your old videos, see where the light plays off of your body. And that's where you focus. So like, if you notice that your lids get a lot of light, if you notice that your cheeks get a lot of light, mm. then that's where you play, you know? So, and you can take one shimmer, you know, a shimmer shadow or a dual tone, like, which means the kind that they ch it changes oh, yeah. color as you move, which is one of my favorites. 
you could take your your ring finger, you can put your finger in a little bit of duotone color, you swipe that gently over your eye and you blend the edges. Okay. That's enough. That's enough. Because the light will hit that and that will be stunning. You know? And then once you get very comfortable with that, then try add a second color on the outside. Okay. You know? Or just yeah, along the lash that. line. You know? So just you just do it one piece at a time. And then you play and you see what it looks like. And then, you know, take pictures of yourself, especially being a performer. Take, put mm. something on your eyes, take some pictures, close your eyes, look down, look up, and then see how it looks when, you're, when your face is in different, you know, expressions. And then that'll give you a better idea of what works for you and what looks good on you when you're performing and when, you're got, when you got the light on you. Because that's important. Like, definitely make sure you have lots of light. Or however you like to, you know, say on Instagram, I notice a lot of yours, your things are a little bit darker and you like to play with light from the sides and you like to have, mm-hmm. you know, uh, light coming in and out, you know, things like that. So just bear in mind, like, how does, how does my makeup look when light hits right. me? How does it look in the dark? You know, so that kind of stuff. So just start playing with that. And my first, my first uh, assignment number one is to just take, some sort of like take one of the most exciting eyeshadow colors that you have or whatever or you and a lot of brands sell like Mm, single mm -hmm. pot which i think is great so find a really stunning color that you just love right and just tap it on just tap it right in the middle of your lid you don't have to put it all over the eyelid just tap it in the middle of the lid because that's where the light hits so you okay. tap that color in the middle of the lid and that's it. You, you, if you know how to pop on lashes, that makes a world of difference, especially with, with being burla- in burlesque, popping on some lashes. I need to push everything. it further with the lashes. You Every know? time I think I got like some fly lashes that are just, you know, out there, they're like, they're just like a little bit longer than my lash. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I think I need to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's um I I definitely love um a plushy lash, you know, like the really fluffy ones. Mm-hmm. Not so much the ones that are so spiky. That's that's good for drama, but I love just like a plushy lash, like a feathery lash because that just right. looks more natural. But but they'll be longer than your lashes, so they'll they'll stand out when you're taking video or or photos. So that's that's a nice place to start when it comes to lashes. And then there's so many videos now available on YouTube and everywhere else as to how to put on your lash effectively. So just check out some of those because it's it's putting on lashes seems intimidating, but once you I'm know getting the better basics, at it. The first time so it was a struggle for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so foreign, you know, mm-hmm. like it's so foreign to to your eyeballs. You know, your eyeballs, when you first do it, your eyeballs are like, what? Like, what are you doing to me? But um, once you get, once your eyeballs get used to you poking around over right, there, then right. it's not as bad, you know? Yeah, you get a little more. It's just like the first time you ever put an eye drop in, you know? It's like, you, your eyes are like, what? But uh, but one, but then you get used to it. You you get accustomed. So it's the same thing for lashes. So, you know, and it's definitely like, you don't want to go too big. Um, 
but you also don't want to go too small because then it's like you didn't do anything. Like right. you put it on and you can't even see it. So you want you want to definitely you don't want you don't want them to be like clown like. You don't want them to be huge, but at the same time you want them to be a little bit Right. Like I don't want to just look like I have mascara on. Right. So you you want to like you if you see a lash and you're like, "Oh, this is nice." then you want to go like a little bit bigger than that. Just a little bit bigger than that. Because then that'll, yeah. that'll read The ones that better. I have currently, I think they're See? like a little bit longer See? than my actual lash and they're just like fuller. So it just makes my lashes look like they're fuller but it's really not that dramatic. I need to go for a little more drama. Here's the thing. It looks really good in um, it looks really good in mm-hmm. a picture, you know, like a regular everyday picture. It makes you mm-hmm. look like your mascara is just amazing. You know what I mean? When you get that size. But when you go yeah. a little bit bigger, then it gives you that pow. Like it gives you that, you know. There have been times I've seen me um, in, a, in you know, singing or something. And then I like catch a side glimpse of myself. Yes. And that lash is just yes. poking out. And I'm like, yes. Yes, lady. Like, you know, that lash is just, ow. So that's, but that, when you see it, when you see that same lash by itself, you're like, wow, that's a big lash. Yeah. But it's not, it's not, you know, it's not a big lash. Like if you see that lash, like that I would wear, Mm. and then you see like a drag lash, which is probably like two, three times its size. (laughs) I know they stack their lashes a lot of the time, right? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they stack them and they're very long. They're very long. Like when I see a good drag, lash, I'm like, whoa, that's long. Yeah. It, it, but I mean, but that's they true. need it to be that long, you know? They need it to be that long. But but so you when you when you get to really looking at lash size, you're like, oh, okay. Got it. Got it. You know, it's it's definitely it's hard to uh to measure with your eye when you're looking at them at first, you know, because you can't tell like how exactly how mm-hmm. big they're going to be yeah. on your face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, this has I been enjoyed a great this. conversation. <laughs> I have enjoyed this conversation quite a bit. This has been ma'am. great. Yes, yes. It has been great. I have enjoyed this so much. So thank you so much for coming to Beauty Reform School and please Keep in touch to let us know if you're doing anything and we will definitely mention it here. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm just so glad we finally got a chance. And I, I, again, I have (laughs) to apologize publicly as well as privately. No, last week we were supposed to get together. And when I made the date, I completely (laughs) forgot it was Easter. Completely. So I'm like doing all my Easter stuff, like do 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 do, and then I realize it's I'm like, totally oh, no. fine. It's totally fine. Yep. You were you were so you were so kind, and I appreciated your understanding and your kindness and your flexibility. To hey, I'm just today. happy to be so here. Thank you ever so much for this opportunity. This is really cool. I've never done a podcast before, so this is really cool. Yeah. Yes, well, I'm, I'm glad, glad too. You're, you're first. <laughs> beauty reform school. We like to talk about everyday stuff, and we like to talk about beauty, and we also like to talk about like the other side of beauty because you know we're it's we're not about you know we're not about like the typical right. beauty standards and all that other Love stuff. That. We like Love to talk to about see the it. other side of beauty. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, indeedy. 
So you, you have too. the best day possible. You're and welcome. Thank you thank so you. much. Bye. I know the idea of starting something brand new is daunting. It's intimidating. It's strange. And it seems like a big, big task. How do you even get started? What do you even do? I'm going to tell you this. It starts with the first step. Just one thing. I don't care if it's something as simple as you just sitting there in the quiet with a notepad and just asking yourself, what should I do? What do I like? Go on Pinterest. Check some things out. See what's out there. What's different? What can you do? Try it. And then maybe just jot down some notes. Write something on a post-it every now and again that just makes you want to try something new. Do that. It doesn't even matter what you do because each movement, each thing you do is planting new seeds. It's starting the ball in motion. And it doesn't even matter if you do the thing you write down. Just the fact that you're doing Just the fact that you're taking action in some shape or form is going to propel you forward into the next thing that you're going to do with your life. You're planting seeds. Even the smallest little thing. If you want to get out of debt, start saving a dollar a week. If you want to learn how to do a new skill, do a Google search. Something really small. And then the next thing you know, you'll gain some momentum and you'll do a little more and a little more and you'll learn some things and you'll progress. And the next thing you know, you might take on a whole new life, just like Nirvana did. So homework for this week is to sit back and ask yourself, what do I want? What do I want to do different? What do I want to change? The first step in change is you. So go plant those seeds. And pencils down. Class is dismissed. And I'll see you next week.